I'm going to read another scripture, which is part of the lectionary again today, and that's from Acts. And it's about Paul's vision of the man from Macedonia. And you may be familiar with this story, but to put it into context, I am going to read a couple of verses beforehand so that you know what's going on. (laughs) All right, so this is Paul's vision of that man. And it comes from Acts chapter 16, and it's from beginning at verse 6. Paul and his companions travel throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. And that's where Turkey is at the moment. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. And after Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And from Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Samothrace, and the next day on to Neapolis. From there, we travelled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And we stayed there several days. And on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and we began to speak with the women who had gathered there. And one of these list, those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshipper of God. And the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message when she and the members of her household were baptised. She invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. That's the reading for today. And I'm going to read also just one little reminder of what Beck read from John. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. Pretty amazing stuff. Let me just take this out so that you might be able to hear me. Amazing things. We sometimes look at the things that happen in the Bible and we think, oh, they're not necessarily going to happen around us today. But what the theme of today is all about, it's about us looking at these scriptures and going, how can that apply to us in our lives? And how does it and how is it meant to? So here we have, let me just remind you of the story, Paul and he's desperate. He's been praying to God and he's been moving about this top, I guess, eastern end of where Turkey is today. And he's been going from city to city and he's been been thinking, this is where God wants me. This is where God wants me. Or maybe it's here or maybe it's there. And he's been wandering about. But each time he 
he prays about it, he gets a no. You know, don't go into that city, don't go there, don't go there. I don't know about you, have you ever had no's from God? Anybody had a no from God? Some of you have? No? No, I have, anyhow. You might not have. I've definitely had some no's from God. And then finally, he's asleep, and the next thing that happens is he has this vision, and there's a man calling out in Macedonia. Now, Paul hadn't thought at this point in the Bible story, hadn't thought of going to Macedonia. Macedonia is up at the top part of Greece, so it's about the, the northern part. But to get there from where he was, he was more easterly, he had to go head west across and somehow to go down into Macedonia. But as soon as he got that in this dream, but it was more than a dream because he calls it a, a vision. So there's this vision. He knew it's not just a dream. It's a vision. This is somebody, this is God talking to me and telling me that's where God wants me to go. So he set about doing it. As soon as he got that message, as soon as he knew that vision was from God, he thought, I have to do what God wants me to do. And he was excited. So they went about doing all the preparations, etc., to get across over to Macedonia. Now, I think it's interesting because in his dream, in Paul's dream, he sees a man. The man's calling him. Come over here. We need you over here. Come over here. But when he gets there, no such thing. It's almost as if they wander around again. It's like, well, okay, God, where do you want me? We're wandering around in, in, from little place to little place. And finally, he comes to this place beside the river where he knows there's probably going to be a prayer meeting. There must, he must have heard somewhere that there was a prayer meeting. And he comes down, goes down to the river. And there, sure enough, there's a prayer meeting. But who's down there? Not a man. Not a man from Macedonia, but women from Macedonia. Now, this is sort of strange, if, if, given the stories in the Bible. Because that's a, it was a very patriarchal society then. Women were considered, in general terms, to be just, you know, goods of goods and chattels of the, of the man. We weren't, we weren't, as women, considered to be of any necessarily much worth at all. And so Paul's view from looking at that, I guess, the women, had to somehow change. Well, I think it had to change, or it did change. Maybe initially Paul was challenged by that, thinking, well, what am I going to do here? How am I going to deal with this? This is not the man calling me, but God has sent, seems to have led me to this group of prayerful, believing women who weren't baptised in God, but they seem to have something happening for them. So I think it's amazing. It's not said here, but quite amazing that the Spirit of God must have changed Paul's way of thinking almost instantly, for him to be able to recognise that this was the group that he needed to be dealing with. And they weren't men, but they were women, but this was the right, they were the right people. 
And that when we hear Paul talking later that there's no Jew nor Gentile, male nor female in Christ, this could have been where he started to get those ideas from. Because he's there. And Lydia, she's not just any old woman there. She is a dealer in fine cloth and purple, purple, which was really expensive, really beautiful, and I guess she had a whole lot of people that she dealt with all the time. Businesswoman, smart woman, totally different to the women that Paul had been dealing with previously. And she had such a vast array of influence in the area in which she was, which she lived. So not only did Paul recognise her in the spirit as being foundational to the church in Macedonia because she became a home church. She became the beginning of the church in Macedonia. She invited the the people, she invited Paul and the apostles back to her house to stay. This is, a, this is a single, what we would think of as a single woman. Now, there's debate with academics regarding whether she was just single or whether she wasn't, but it appears she would be because otherwise she would not have had the ability to purposely ask them back. She would have had to have checked with her husband first. But the Bible tells us she didn't. She just invited them straight back. So Paul recognises her in the spirit, but she recognises Paul as well in the spirit. So God sent Paul to Lydia and the other women, and God, the same God that Lydia had been praying to, sent Paul to her. So it happened on both sides. Do you see what's happening here? One person's praying over here, where do I go, where do I go, Paul, where do I go, where do I go? Oh, okay, God says, okay, go over there. And then Lydia's over here and she's going, where do I, you know, God, God, teach me, teach me. I want to know more about you, I want to know more about you. And so God sends Paul. Solved two problems in one. Now, I, I sort of read that and I think, well, what would have happened, you know, it must have been challenging for Paul the beginning of this church, but he adapted. Why did he adapt? I'm suggesting he adapted because he knew the spirit of God. He understood and he was able to have such a relationship and a strong relationship with the spirit of God that he knew without a doubt what God wanted for him. Now comes the challenge to us. Where's our Macedonia? Is God calling you? And I say calling, not has called. So it's not, this is not in the past. This is in the now and the future. And you might say to me, mm, I'm so old, I don't have a Macedonia anymore. God is not calling me to mission, to a mission field. Uh-uh. As long as we're here, God thinks of us as his servants, able to spread the word in some way. Now, when Paul saw, let me just make note here, it's not about Bible bashing. 
Because when Paul got to Lydia, he didn't go there and try and you know, convert her as such. He just started to chatter. He just had a chat with them, got to know them, what we used to call friendship evangelism. He wasn't trying to tell them what was right doctrinally or, or wrong and what they were doing right, what they were doing wrong. He didn't want to change the status quo in any way. But what he did want to do was to just get to know them in Christ. And so as they chatted away, eventually then Lydia decided she'd be baptised. And then she was, and probably a number of the other women as well. So coming back to where what I asked the question before, where's your Macedonia? Where is God calling you? Because I know that if we open our hearts and listen, God is still calling. God has not closed his mouth. God still loves all people. And because we are people in his care, he wants us to do something. Now, I'm going to suggest that you are doing something, even if you haven't thought of it. The fact that you've elected to have a person as a mission worker here in this church, you are doing something towards mission. I'm going to suggest that at this point in time, that's your Macedonia. And you'll head in that direction towards Macedonia. A God at different stages might call you to different things. So it might not only be Macedonia, it might be something else. And the only way that you can do it sometimes is the way Paul did it. And that's know that there's the call there, but not quite all the specifics. See, Paul didn't know how to get to where he was going. He just knew it was Macedonia. You know, it was just this, 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 this name. Come over to Macedonia. He had to go around a few different places first to try and figure it all out until he recognised in the spirit what it was and who it was that God wanted him to be and with who. Now, as you attempt with your Macedonia and your mission worker, you can all contribute to that. You can contribute prayerfully. You can contribute financially, if that be so as well, and you will be. And you can contribute psychologically and in, in an encouraging way to be able to bring about a change, not just in here, but outside. Paul had to go out of his comfort zone. He probably was not comfortable with established business women. He'd had no encounter with them previously, to our knowledge anyhow. Maybe he had, but, you know, it appears not. And so he was out of his comfort zone, and it was probably all a little bit new and a little bit scary, and perhaps that's what it's like for you with this Macedonia, with the mission worker coming on board. Perhaps it's a little bit new and a bit scary, and you don't quite know what to expect. But God wants you to at least make the attempt, and you are, and then travel that journey and there may be modifications, and I'm sure there were for Paul as well, lots of modifications and changes and, and different ways of looking at things. 
that's okay. But you just need to know that you're hearing God and being able to then travel into the direction that God wants you. I'm going to leave you with that thought today. Let's just pray. May we hear the voice of your spirit, God, teaching us how to love you and to keep your commandments. May we hear the voice of your spirit that teaches and comforts and warns and abides with us, even during difficult times. May we hear the voices of the people that you have made God calling us for help, crying out for a witness to your love and your grace. May we hear the people of Macedonia or of any other close or distant land. And may we hear needy voices that are nearby or distant. Voices that we may have drowned out by the noise of our own cares. God, give us ears to hear the voice of your spirit. God, give us ears to hear the cries of people asking for help in your name. Amen.